Hello everyone, I'm Carrie. And I'm Will. And this is the Baseball and Train Podcast, where a husband and wife get together and discuss current happenings in Major League Baseball. There are still 16 days left until opening day, because we're recording this on the same night we recorded the other one. Because there are too many divisions and not enough weeks before opening day. A wonderful problem to have. So you guys are going to get two, maybe three episodes this week. But we're going to spread them out, so it's not going to be all at the same time. What do we have for today again? We are doing the AL East. We're into the American League now. We're doing the AL East preview. Not to be confused with the AL Least. The East is a beast. Yep. On both sides. The West is the least. West Coast, best coast. That's not true. That's what they say. Yeah, but that's not true. Biased. Although, I guess I am from the West Coast of Florida, so maybe that'll count. Mm. Counts. The Rays are on the West Coast of Florida. Counts. Counts. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Just in case you haven't listened to any of our other division previews, we are going to set a five-minute timer for each team in the division, and at the end of those five minutes, you will hear the following sound. So, the first team is the New York Yankees. I'll be starting off. Five minutes on the clock, starting now. This offseason, the New York Yankees signed Anthony Rizzo to a two-year, $40 million contract. They traded left-handed pitcher Lucas Lutke to the Braves for shortstop Caleb Durbin and right-handed pitcher Indigo Diaz. They signed Aaron Judge to a nine-year, $360 million contract. They signed left-handed pitcher Carlos Rodon to a six-year, $162 million contract. And then broke him. And then broke him. Who they lost? Outfielder Tim LoCastro, who is one of the fastest players in the major leagues. Left-handed pitcher Aroldis Chapman. Right-handed pitcher Jamison Tyon. Right-handed pitcher Chad Green. Outfielder Andrew Benintendi. DH uh, Matt Carpenter. Left-handed pitcher Zach Britton, who is still unsigned, uh, but doesn't appear like the Yankees are going to sign him back. Their lineup is as follows. Batting first, second baseman Glaber Torres, second uh, center fielder Aaron Judge, third base, I'm sorry, third bet at first base is Anthony Rizzo, Fourth, designated hitter, John Carlos Stanton. Fifth, right fielder, Oswaldo Cabrera. Sixth, third baseman, Josh Donaldson. Seventh, left fielder, Aaron Hicks. Eighth, catcher, Jose Trevino. Ninth, shortstop, Oswald Peraza. Their starting pitchers, right-handed pitcher, Garrett Cole. Right-handed pitcher, Luis Severino. Right-handed pitcher, Domingo Herman. Right-handed pitcher, Clark Schmidt and left-handed pitcher Nestor Cortez. Carlos Radon and Frankie Montas are not uh, mentioned in there because they will not be ready for opening day. Bullpen, and same thing goes for Harrison Bader. He was not listed in the starting lineup. He would ordinarily be playing center field. 
in the bullpen, right-handed pitcher Clay Holmes, right-handed pitcher Jonathan Loisica, right-handed pitcher Michael King, left-handed pitcher Wandy Peralta, right-handed pitcher Ron Marinaccio, right-handed pitcher Greg Weissert, left-hander Matt Crook, I think, right-handed pitcher Albert Abreu. Abreu, what the heck? <laughs> so... The Yankees are looking for Josh Donaldson to have a rebound season after a disappointing 2022 after they got him in a trade with the Twins. Also part of that trade was Isaiah Kainer-Falefa, who struggled mightily on offense last year. He allowed those struggles and the ire of Yankees fans to affect his defense as well, which was supposed to be one of his strengths. He is now in danger of losing his starting job at shortstop to either prospect Oswald Peraza or Anthony Volpe, who Yankees fans were clamoring for to take over most of last season. As we've covered recently in our headlines, the Yankees will be missing two of their five starting pitchers to begin 2023 in Frankie Montas, who will be gone for most of, if not the season, and Carlos Rodon, who they just signed to a very large contract. He will be out until middle to late April. Currently also injured are several bullpen pieces in Scott Efros, Tommy Canley, and Lou Trevino. Efros will miss all of 2023 due to having Tommy John surgery in October 2022. Canley has a bicep strain and Trevino will miss at least the first month of the season with an elbow strain. I'm sorry, it's actually Lou Trevino, not Trevino. Confusing with the catcher. However, with all that said, they have pitching depth to cover those missing pieces with guys like Clark Schmidt and Domingo Herman to fill in in the starting rotation and such names as Clay Holmes, Michael King, Jonathan Loisega, and Juan T. Peralta in the bullpen. The lineup is strong, of course, with, with power spread throughout. It would not be a Yankees lineup if there wasn't home run potential in every spot, one through nine. The only question marks are if... Josh Donaldson can rebound, who plays at shortstop, and whether another rebound candidate, Aaron Hicks, can hold down an outfield position. What do you think? I mean, the Yankees are definitely always a force to be reckoned with, so it'll be interesting how they work through the bug. Yeah, it does seem like they're going to be the ones that have to bear the brunt of the injuries this year. Early on. Hopefully not us. Yeah, the Rays had their fair share of it last year. I think they were the most injured team in MLB. So. No, thank you. Next up, we have the Boston Red Sox. And. Five minutes. Go. This offseason, the Red Sox signed international free agent Masataka Yoshida to a five-year, $90 million deal. They signed left-handed pitcher Joely Rodriguez to a one-year, $2 million deal. They signed right-handed pitcher Kenley Jensen, Jansen excuse me, to a two-year, $32 million deal. They signed right-handed pitcher Chris Martin to a two-year, $13.5 million deal. They traded right-handed pitcher Matt Barnes to the Marlins for left-handed pitcher Richard Blyer. They signed outfielder Adam Duvall to a one-year $7 million contract. They signed third base and first baseman Justin Turner to a two-year $21.7 million deal. They signed right-handed pitcher Corey Kluber to a one-year $10 million deal. 
They signed infielder Yu Chang to a one-year $850,000 deal. They signed catcher Jorge Alfaro to a one-year $2 million deal likely to platoon versus left-handed pitchers. And they extended Rafael Devers to a 10-year $313.5 million deal. Who they lost? They lost their designated hitter, J.D. Martinez, outfielder Tommy Pham, shortstop Xander Bogarts, left-handed pitcher Rich Hill, left-handed pitcher Matt, Matt Strom, right-handed pitcher Michael Waka, right-handed pitcher Nathan Ovaldi, and shortstop Trevor Story is injured. He had elbow surgery in January. The Red Sox don't rule him out as a return in 2023, but it won't be for many months. Their starting lineup includes batting first, first baseman Tristan Casas, batting second, third baseman Rafael Devers, batting third, DH Justin Turner, batting fourth, left field Masataka Yoshida, batting fifth, right fielder Alex Verdugo, Batting 6th, shortstop Enrique Hernandez. Batting 7th, center fielder Adam Duvall. Batting 8th, catcher Reese McGuire. And batting ninth, second baseman Christian Arroyo. Their starting pitchers include right-handed pitcher Corey Kluber, left-handed pitcher Chris Sale, right-handed pitcher Nick Pivetta, right-handed pitcher Tanner Houck, right-handed pitcher Cutter Crawford. Their bullpen includes right-handed pitcher Kenley Jansen, Right-handed pitcher Chris Martin, right-handed pitcher John Schreiber, left-handed pitcher Joely Rodriguez, right-handed pitcher Ryan Brossier, left-handed pitcher Richard Blyer, right-handed pitcher Caleb Ort, and right-handed pitcher Josh Winchowski. So I'll admit I was kind of laughing at what was going on at the Red Sox at times throughout this offseason. And even back to last year's trade deadline, questioning what exactly they were doing. With Pine Bloom running the show, it seems like he's only trying to make raise like moves, but only the one odd... Nope. I can't read right now. Only the odd one out of the several made since he joined the Red Sox has actually panned out. But as I was compiling the list of moves they made, my tune changed a bit. They got some guys. There's a lot of veteran presence on the team, although looking throughout the roster, I would say they aren't really any, there aren't really any guys that necessarily scare me, except for maybe Devers. But there are a lot of guys I would describe as pesky. Alex Verdugo, Kike Hernandez, Jorge Alfaro, and Yu Chang available off the bench. Corey Kluber, Nick Pavetta. In other words, these guys aren't what anyone would really consider superstars unless you're a Red Sox fan, which we are not. But when they are on, they are definitely on. For example, Kike Hernandez... (laughs) Kike Hernandez's performance in the 2021 playoffs was a menace. He hit 19 hits, 5 home runs in 2 playoff series, the ALDS and the ALCS, and it all seemed like every hit was at a crucial moment, but... With as much firepower as the AL East has, I don't think Boston did enough to keep pace. Yeah. Um, Kike Hernandez was, like, in my nightmares for, like, the entire 2021 offseason. And uh, last year he was injured a lot, so he didn't play very much. But, yeah, I think he he had several key home runs against the Rays in that playoff series. 
It's just going to be like that video that you showed me with all of the AL East teams on the card. All of the AL East teams on the car. And then Boston is like there for a second. And then like it pans to the back of the car <laughs> direction. And you just see Boston flying behind everyone and everyone Flipping over and... taking off without them. <laughs> they, they are in the middle of a slump in terms of what the AL East has. And the AL East definitely has teams to compete with. Yeah. I mean, I think. I think the guys they signed are good enough. They're just not good enough to win the division. Next up, we have the Baltimore Orioles. Five minutes on the clock, starting now. This offseason, the Baltimore Orioles made the following moves. They signed right-handed pitcher Michael Givens to a one-year, $5 million deal. They signed second baseman Adam Frazier to a one-year $8 million deal. They signed right-handed pitcher Kyle Gibson to a one-year $10 million deal. They traded shortstop Daryl Hernais to Oakland for left-handed pitcher Cole Irvin. They acquired catcher James McCann from the Mets. And John Means is not an acquisition, but he should be back with the team after Tommy John surgery. Sometime in 2023, unknown when he's going to return exactly. Who they lost. Right-handed pitcher Jordan Lyles. Second baseman Rufnet Odor. Third baseman Tyler Nevin was traded to the Tigers for cash considerations. Uh, Catcher Robinson Chirinos became a free agent. Their lineup is as follows. Batting first, uh, center fielder Cedric Mullins. Batting second, catcher Hadley Rutschman. Third, third baseman Gunnar Henderson. Fourth, right fielder Anthony Santander. Fifth, first baseman Ryan Mountcastle. Sixth, designated hitter Kyle Stowers. Seventh, seventh, left fielder Austin Hayes. Eighth, second baseman Adam Frazier. And ninth, shortstop Jorge Mateo. Their starting pitchers. Right-hander Kyle Gibson, left-hander Cole Irvin, right-hander Kyle Bradish, right-hander Dean Kramer, right-hander Grayson Rodriguez. In the bullpen, right-hander Felix Bautista, left-hander CNL Perez, right-hander Michael Givens, left-hander Keegan Aiken, right-hander Brian Baker, right-hander Tyler Wells, right-hander Andrew Politi, and right-hander Austin Voth. So the Orioles have lots of young talent throughout the roster, some of which has already been productive at the MLB level, namely Hadley Rutschman, Cedric Mullins, and Ryan Mountcastle. Then they have a ton of prospects that are young and talented but are unproven such as Grayson Rodriguez, Gunnar Henderson, Kyle Stowers, and some others. My main question is just going to be the effectiveness of their starting pitching. Um, The guys that they have here are either just, they've never been consistently good, or they're a young player that hasn't performed at the MLB level yet. 
but Grayson Rodriguez is one of their top prospects and he should be he should be good. He's projected to have an under four ERA and 135 strikeouts by fan graphs. So if their starters are able to get five or six innings consistently and not allow a lot of runs, and then they can turn it over to their bullpen, there aren't going to be many people they face that can overcome that. They were outstanding last year, and I expect more of the same from their bullpen. Felix Bautista and CNL Perez were brilliant, and they should be just as brilliant this year. After what the Orioles did last season, it would not be surprising anyone if they had the same or better results. I was really impressed by them last year. I thought that for the first time in a long time, they actually put up a fight and looked similar to other, the other teams that are in the ALEs because they've been like the jokes of the ALEs for some time now. So for them to get it going last year, I think that they'll be in a good position to either keep doing that or at least do it better. Yeah. I mean, I think I say this again later. I'm I'm not sure, but the only downside of the AL East is that somebody has to finish last. Like pretty much all of the teams in this division could win in other divisions. Like, if they didn't have to play each other, I mean, everyone's playing everyone this year, but if they didn't have to play each other 14 times, I think they could, they could do a lot better in other divisions. Just not having to play the Yankees or the Blue Jays. Hi, everyone else. I can't believe that you are going to make me read this. Why? Oh. Yeah, funny how that worked out. I did not plan that. Hmm. Next up, we have the Toronto Blue Jays. Five minutes on the clock, starting now. This offseason, the Blue Jays traded left fielder Teoscar Hernandez to the Mariners for left-handed pitcher Adam Mako. Mako? Probably Mako. And right-handed pitcher Eric Swanson. They traded top catcher prospect Gabriel Moreno and outfielder Lourdes Gurriel Jr. to the Diamondbacks for catcher-slash-outfielder Dalton Varsho. They signed right-handed pitcher Chris Bassett to a three-year, $63 million deal. They signed center fielder Kevin Kiermeyer to a one-year, $9 million deal, which is absolutely heartbreaking for me. They signed right-handed pitcher Chad Green to a two-year, $8.5 million deal. They signed first baseman Brandon Belt to a one-year $9.3 million deal. They traded center fielder Chavez Young to the Pirates for right-handed pitcher Zach Thompson. And they extended baby boy Bo Bichette to a three-year $33.6 million deal. 33.6. Who they lost? They lost right fielder Ramel Tapia, who became a free agent. Center fielder Bradley Zimmer becomes a free agent. Right-handed pitcher Ross Stripling. As previously mentioned, big names leave in Teoscar Hernandez and top prospect Gabriel Moreno. The starting lineup for the Toronto Blue Jays includes in the first spot, right fielder George Springer. 
Second spot, shortstop, Bo Bichette. Third is first baseman, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Fourth is catcher, Alejandro Kirk. Fifth is left fielder, Dalton Varsho. Sixth is third baseman, Matt Chapman. Chapman? Why did I say it like that? Chapman. Seventh place is D.H. Brandon Belt. Eighth place is second baseman, Whit Merrifield. And batting ninth is center fielder, Kevin Kiermaier. And with problem, Kevin Cash. Starting pitchers include right-handed pitcher Alec Manoa. Manoa. My eyes are, like, melting. Right-handed pitcher Kevin Gossman. Right-handed pitcher Jose Barrios. Barrios? Barrios. Barrios. Right-handed pitcher Chris Bassett. And left-handed pitcher Yusei Kukachi. Kikachi. Kikuchi. Kikuchi. No, thank you. Their bullpen includes right-handed pitcher Jordan Romano. Yeah. Right-handed pitcher Eric Swanson. Right-handed pitcher Yimi Garcia. Right-handed pitcher Anthony Bass. Left-handed pitcher Tim Maza. Meza? Meza. Meza. Right-handed pitcher Adam Simber. Mm-hmm. Right-handed pitcher Trevor Richards. And right-handed pitcher Mitch White. The Blue Jays sort of are starting to feel like the Mets of the American League. They have made several moves and have several talented players up and down the roster, but it seems like they're always falling short. Also, despite being loaded with said talent, in 2022, they went 10-9 and against the Orioles, who were, who were tough as we said, but they went 9-10 and against the Rays, who were severely injury-riddled, and were 8-11 and 11 against the Yankees. They should benefit by not having to play the other division teams 19 times in the season, but that could be said about all teams in the division. Their lineup is dangerous, of course, but it seems like the Rays and other good pitching teams are able to neutralize or at least minimize their damage. And looking at the rotation, Manoa and Gossman are great, and Bassett will be a good addition, but Kikuchi and Barrios are very hit or miss. Just this past week, Barrios allowed six runs in just one inning in the World Baseball Classic and allowed a home run to Anthony Santander. Yeah. I know. A member of the Indivision Orioles. Simply put, I'm not impressed by the Blue Jays. Or my inability to read. <laughs> yeah. Um... Their their pitching is not. They have good they have good pitchers, but they don't have the same amount of good pitchers as the other teams. Well, go ahead. that's all we got. <laughs> go ahead. You can add one final comment. I want to say that KK is going to bring something to this team and make it so that they're like motivated and stuff. And he's going to bring other team knowledge coming from the Rays. But honestly, like the people that they already have on the team should be able to have that veteran mentality to help motivate them to be better. And it's not really happening. The one thing I'll say is that they made moves that make their defense a lot better. Like, George Springer was already a good center fielder, but if you put Kiermaier in center and you can move him to a corner outfield spot and then Varsho takes the other corner outfield spot, who's also really rangy, then there's not going to be a lot of hits that fall in that outfield. So props to the Blue Jays for improving their defense. 
I mean, Kevin is from Indiana, so maybe the Toronto weather will benefit him. All right. Last and absolutely not least. The Rays. The Rays. Five minutes on the clock, starting now. The Rays made the following offseason moves. You might as well call them the Tampa Bay Trades because that's pretty much all it is. They traded first baseman G-Man Choi to the Pirates for right-handed pitcher Jack Hartman. Cry. They traded JT Chagua and Xavier Edwards to the Marlins for right-handed pitcher Marcus Johnson and right-handed pitcher Santiago Suarez. They traded second baseman Miles Mastroboni to the Cubs for right-handed pitcher Alfredo Zaraga. They traded second baseman Brett Wisely to the Giants for outfielder Tristan Peters. They traded Javi Guerra to the Brewers for a player to be named later. They traded relief pitcher J.P. Fireisen to the Dodgers for left-handed pitcher Jeff Beige. They sent cash considerations to the Rockies for right-handed pitcher Kevin Kelly. If you haven't seen the cash considerations meme, you should look it up because every time I say that, I can't, I can hardly stop myself from laughing. They traded left-handed pitcher Brooks Raley to the Mets for left for left-handed pitcher Keyshawn Eskew. He actually pitches in an Eskew manner, which is kind of weird or coincidence or could be planned. I don't know. He probably changed his last name. Yeah, his arm angle is like almost parallel with the ground. Uh, they signed right-handed pitcher Zach Eflin to a three-year, $40 million deal, the largest deal for a free agent in Rays history. In other non-Rays-like moves, to be clear, we're referring to spending money, the Rays extended Jeffrey Springs for a four-year, $31 million deal. They extended Pete Fairbanks to a three-year, $12 million deal and Yandy Diaz to a three-year, $24 million deal. Who they lost? Left fielder David Peralta, catcher Mike Zunino, right-handed pitcher Corey Kluber, center fielder Kevin Kiermeyer, left-handed pitcher Ryan Yarbrough. All of them were lost to free agency and not re-signed. All of the trade pieces mentioned before, the big ones being... First base, G-Man Choi, right-handed pitcher, Chargois, Fire Ryzen, and left-handed pitcher, Brooks Raley. Their lineup is as follows. Batting first, first baseman, Yandy Diaz. Batting second, shortstop, Wander Franco. Batting third, left field, Randy Rosarena. Batting fourth, second baseman, Brandon Lau. Batting fifth, designated hitter, Harold Ramirez. Batting sixth, Right fielder Manuel Margot. Batting seventh, third base Isak Paredes. Batting eighth, catcher Christian Bethencourt. Batting ninth, center fielder Jose Siri. Their starting rotation left hander Shane McClanahan. Right hander Drew Rasmussen. Right hander Zach Eflin. Left handed pitcher Jeffrey Springs. Right handed pitcher Luis Patino. Tyler Glasnow is going to miss the first month with the oblique strain but he should slot into the second spot behind McClanahan. In the bullpen, they have right-handed pitcher Pete Fairbanks, right-handed pitcher Jason Adam, left-hander Jalen Beeks, left-hander Colin Pochet, 
Right-hander, Ryan Thompson. Left-hander, Garrett Clevenger. Right-handed pitcher, Trevor Kelly. And right-handed pitcher, Kevin Kelly. So, the lineup, when healthy, is more than solid. One through six, you have Yandy Diaz, Wander, uh, Randy Rosarena, Brandon Lau, Harold Ramirez, and Manuel Margot. Three out of those six, Franco, Lau, and Margot were injured for a lot of last year, and the team still found a way into the wild card round. Brandon Lau comes back this year feeling healthy. Wander doesn't seem to have any lingering issues with his hamstring or hamate bone injury. Margot is healthy. Then you also have Rosarena and Yandi, who are going to be productive always. The questions arise in whether Isak Paredes can take the next step and build on a promising 20 home run season and whether another power left-handed bat can show itself. They stated they would be looking for one in free agency and did not add one, but it seems they made the choice to look inward and develop what they already had. Luke Rayleigh and Josh Lowe have had outstanding springs so far, and I believe both could make the roster, another option, is Aranda, who came up late last year and showed flashes of promise. However, his defense leaves something to be desired. I have so much more that I did not get to say. I don't know how that happened. It must have been because of all the trades that they made. The Tampa Bay trades. Yes, sir. Something they always do is stock up on pitching. And if you look at the things that I listed off for the trades, about 90% of the moves they made were to get pitchers. We got a whole stable of them. Like an army of them. I didn't get to say anything. You can now. No, the timer buzzed. Well, you can say it in your explanation. Yeah. That's where I'll have to add the extra comments that I had because I couldn't say them in there. You want me to predict first? Yeah, you go first. I went first last time. I predictin'. I predictin'. Okay. So, like I said before, the downside of the division is somebody has to be in last. And that somebody is the Boston Red Sox. They did not do enough to make this team competitive in the division. Only the Rays should be the ones to make the Rays-like moves because they're the only ones that can make them hit consistently. In fourth place, the Toronto Blue Jays. Like I said before, I'm not impressed with their roster. The starting pitching, once you get past the top three, falls off. The bullpen is good, but I don't think it's elite. And the lineup can be scary, but it hasn't played up to expectations against stiffer competition. In third place, the Baltimore Orioles. This is the year they get back to the playoffs. Even with the questionable starting pitching, they will find a way. And whenever John Means returns, they will be even better. Go Birds. I really like the Orioles. I just don't like when the Rays play the Orioles. I like the Orioles as a team that ruins the day of everybody else in the AL East. Last year, I was really enjoying watching them beat the Yankees and the Blue Jays and Red Sox and helping us move back up in the third into a wild card spot until we destroyed their hopes of getting a wild card spot, <laughs> which that was a real battle. We were there for that, and Pete Fairbanks pissed everyone off and got in a fight. It was great. It was really great. Second place, the New York Yankees. 
it seems that the Yankees are going to be the ones bearing the weight of the injury bug this year. They'll battle through and be able to make the playoffs, but I don't believe they'll be able to win the division if they're missing that much pitching. And in first place, there's going to be a lot of explanation because I didn't get to it before. The Rays. Their starting rotation is one of the best in Major League Baseball. McClanahan comes back from a Cy Young contending year. Glass now will be back by May at the latest. Zach Eflin joins on the largest free agent deal ever given by the Rays, and they just don't just throw money around. Rasmussen and Springs, who are outstanding covering the space Glass now left while recovering from Tommy John last year, they're set to go again, and the massive depth at the starting pitcher position is almost unheard of. If Luis Patino and Taj Bradley were on any other MLB teams, they would already have starting spots in a rotation. Patino is expected to fill in Glasnow's absence for the first month of the year, and he's looked good early on in spring training. And with their raise, you can never forget about the bullpen. Jason Adam had a 1.56 ERA and 75 strikeouts last year. He allowed only 3 out of 31 inherited runners to score. Fairbanks throws heat and strikes fear into batters with his snake eyes. Those guys headline the bullpen, but then they mix and match up with anyone. Mix and match up anyone with the others in the pen and throw in people you've never heard of who will be the next great relief pitcher. Jason Adam was not doing the things he did last season before he went to the Rays. They just hone in on what the guys are good at and say, just throw this pitch, just do this, just do that, and it works. The Rays spent money this offseason, and you should be scared. If you're a Rays fan, just sit back and enjoy it. I have a very different prediction than you do, just from unfortunate personal experience, I guess. So in fifth place, I have the Orioles. Maybe slightly controversial, but it feels like, I mean, really just like the way that you said it, someone has to come in last. And it feels like, to me, it's it's almost always the Orioles. In fourth place, I have the Red Sox. And I easily could have put them in last as well, but it just seems like when you think that they have a reason to come in last, they pull something and don't. They have, like, a good streak. They win games that they have no business winning, and they do freaking Red Sox stuff. So I don't think that they will come in last. And then in third place, I have the Blue Jays because... It felt better putting the Blue Jays there than the Red Sox. I think that the last you like three blue picks... better than red? I do like blue better than red. The last three picks, I just... They're inconsequential, really. In second place, obviously, I have the Yankees. No bias here. <laughs> I just think that the Rays are going to be a significantly better team. I think they bring far more to the table. And for all of the time that I have been a Rays fan, it feels like people don't give us the credit that we deserve. And so I will give it to us. I think that the Yankees are going to be hit too hard by the injury bug, and they're just not going to be able to keep up. They're going to fall at the beginning and then try to fight back from it, but we're going to be on top the whole way. I don't know about the whole way, but... The whole way! (laughs) The way the season went for the Rays last year with all the injuries was just a roller coaster of emotions. Like, Wander's hurt, but it's only a hamstring. It's not a serious thing. He'll be back in two weeks. He comes back, strains it worse. He 
He's out for two months. Comes back for like a week, I think. Breaks his hammy. And then Brandon Lau had a back issue that kept him out for more than half of a season. I think he played 60 games or something last year. And he had 39 home runs and 99 RBI in 2021. And that's missing out of your lineup. And you still make the wild card. I think they're going to win the division. I don't think I need to explain it anymore. No, but you probably like to. Yeah. You love to talk about it. That's all we got, though. I know there's a bunch of people that probably disagree because we both picked the Rays. It's our podcast. We can pick who we want. I don't feel like I'm being biased. I was being pretty objective based on the uh, the rosters and stuff. And we may have a collective set of notes that share an opinion, but clearly we are capable of making other opinions Yeah. since our projections don't match ever. Well, they mostly do, but they are a few tweaks and switches like the NL West one. Weast. Go watch it. Listen. Whatever you do. Yeah. But we enjoy talking about it, and we hope that you enjoy listening to it. Uh, we didn't have any fan grams for today because we read them in previous episodes, and we're recording them all at the same time. So thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, comment, share, tweet, retweet. Follow, follow subscribe. All that good stuff. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. TikTok, YouTube. All of those at Baseball Chain. Give us a shout out. Leave a fangram. Tell us what you think. Yankees fans, tell us how wrong we are and how Aaron Judge is going to hit 85 home runs this year. We'd like to hear you say it. We probably won't do anything about it. (laughs) We'll read it on the show and laugh, probably. (laughs) Well, like we said, that's all we have for this week. We will see you next time for the AL Central. This has been the Baseball Unchained podcast. Till death do us baseball. Good night. Or good morning. Whenever you're listening. Good day. Baseball.